you know, I stumbled upon ICI Pro, I think, through Pedal On and joined immediately and then started listening to podcasts. And I had an idea and I basically sent you an email with the idea and that was, and you liked it. And we did our first podcast. That was, it was pretty much just, I guess you could call it education. It was just something that had worked that I had done with instructors here. And that, that was all there was to it. This is Amy, the Senior Group Fitness Instructor at the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Are you looking for a spark of inspiration to bring to your next class? Find us at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. I'm John McGowan, and as always, I'm very grateful and appreciative that you're listening it is yeah, pretty much every month, maybe twice a month, that I get an email from someone and they ask me, John, how do I go about becoming a master instructor? Interesting question. And it doesn't have a very direct or simple answer, but to explore the topic, I have uh, one of my favorite master instructors, Cameron Chinati from Stages Indoor Cycling on. How are you, Cameron? I am doing great, John. How are you? You're lying to everyone. Uh, You're sick. I'm li- that doesn't mean I'm not great. I'm just not <laughs> <Okay>. well. <laughs> well, and what kicked this off was uh, an announcement that uh, happened recently where our, uh, I'm going to call him our very own Doug Rusho, became part of your education team. Yeah, he sure did. We're really excited that Doug is starting his path with us, if you will. We're glad we snagged him. Well, actually, we have Doug standing by. And Doug, how are you? I'm very well. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Well, it was just such an exciting thing to hear that this was all bubbling up. And, and uh, yeah, and your contributions at IndoorCycleInstructor.com and ICI Pro have been invaluable. And your first bit of notoriety, I guess we would say, is you're winning the male instructor of the year contest that cycling fusion put on and then you got to present at last year's conference and then you were with us again this past fall so i'm hoping that i had a little bit to do with kind of getting you out there you uh, made it happen john i did no i didn't make it happen but i, I would I, say you had very much to do with that actually <laughs> yeah i mean i really pride myself on the fact that i can provide a platform for talented people to demonstrate, you know, what they know and presentation skills, you know, all those things. And it, it, yeah, it just gives me a warm tingly feeling to think of it all through. You're like the record label, you're the record label of the indoor cycling biz. Well, great. I, yeah, great analogy. <laughs> I'm going to just kind of throw it to you is what was the, I, the word I want to use, the criteria that you used to select Doug? Yeah, well, so, you know, Doug kind of, he falls a little bit outside the scope of, like, the process that we would typically go through, um, just because Doug was in a unique position with us where he came to one of our full-day trainings and at at the conference, so when we did our pre-conference, he was there, and prior to that, we spoke about some things, um, you know, via email before I even met him. So he was already asking, you know, really great questions in that regard. And then during the several networking sessions that you provided during the conference, so when we were just 
you know, everyone was hobnobbing and having cheese and crackers and whatnot. Um, I spoke to Doug at length just about what he was doing um, with CycleWorks, with his program, um, why he was doing it for his club, what the results were, um, and, and just kind of what his style of, of teaching was. So then I actually, we have in our training a little section at the end, depending on the size of the group, uh, if it's a small and manageable group, they get an opportunity to teach a section of the class that we all design as a group. And even in that small snippet of time, that small period of time, you can get a glimpse of what people are all about. So from a teaching standpoint, I knew he had the control of the group. And then um, Doug submitted a video to us after the fact uh, per our request. And uh, that was enough for me to go, okay, Doug's got the background. And, and this is aside from all his experience and his education and everything else. Um, so I knew that coupled with and very important that he was in a region that we needed more individuals for. So the Northeast, obviously very um, highly populated, lots of people that dig indoor cycling. So more educators up there uh, was a good thing for us. Doug, did you go to the conference thinking you're going to try to get a job with somebody? Uh, no, no. I mean, I was definitely intrigued with stages after I actually listening to Cameron on, I think the first podcast she did and she just said some things that just kind of clicked. So I was kind of like, yeah, I think I want to, you know, I want to do that certification and, and see what this is all about. So that was, that was what intrigued me initially. I don't want to let it blow by. Uh, explain to everybody what cycle works is. Uh, it's, it's basically a periodized power-based program that I started, uh, I guess last fall, actually right at when the first conference went. We do functional threshold power testing and then uh, either a five or six, seven week program, kind of a mini periodization schedule, and then we retest. So it's the same people every week. It's a a small group kind of thing. And it was massively successful the very first time I did it. So cool. And then you're doing it again this year? Yep. I did it again in the May last year. And then I did one in the fall previous. And then I just started up again last weekend. Now, how many people do you have participating? Right now, I have 18. Wow, that's a nice program. Yeah. That's a nice program. Now, Doug, and you also fall maybe a little bit out of the realm as far as the typical indoor cycling instructor because you're also a personal trainer right. by training. That was another benefit, P.S. Okay, so Cameron, other than you know direct exposure to Doug, what are you typically looking for if you're going to try to recruit a, an educator? Well, a lot of things are are actually not even related to their teaching skills. Um, a lot of it is more the soft skills that they possess. So um, in our industry, it can be kind of hard to, and how do I say this nicely? It can be hard to find individuals that don't put themselves up on a pedestal. So humility is huge. I think you've heard me say this before. I'm really not into dealing with divas because that makes it more complicated for all the rest of us. Oh, and, I can and imagine so, that. Yeah, yes. it's just it's just too much. So they have to be team players all around, and they have to understand that their contribution to our program is hugely, hugely important, but it is the program that comes first and foremost. Because, and this is at the club level too, you know, a club is successful when the program is successful, not when one individual is the superstar. That That just breeds weirdness and animosity amongst the rest of the team. 
So I kind of follow that same mantra with the building of our educator team, and I take it really seriously. I mean, there we get tons of requests all the time for people that want to be a part of our team because they've either come to a training or taken something with us at a conference, and it's just not that simple. I mean, and yeah, you could be a fantastic instructor with 90 people you know, knocking on your door wanting to come take your class. But at the end of the day, if you're throwing your fellow instructors under the bus, not really interested. So that's one of the key things. What did you mean by that? Um, so I guess an example of throwing your other instructors under the bus would be like, and again, I'm, I'm thinking now at the club level, um, you know, if your class is successful and you know it, and when you get a sub, you say, oh, sorry, guys, I won't be here. So-and-so is subbing for me. Don't be sad. You'll survive. <laughs> you know, not, gotcha. Not, gotcha. not getting that other person pumped up, not communicating with that other person, or being fearful of your territory because it just doesn't, it doesn't work that way. And it's too bad that this industry kind of got started down that path. Um, I don't really know when that happened. Maybe it's just because most instructors are performers in their own right, and that just is part of the territory, but, but it's, it's not about education. That's performance. That's being a superstar. And that doesn't really further the cause of, of why people are hiring you. So with educators, um, it, it's just key that you understand why you're doing the job that you're doing. And it doesn't have to do, you know, yes, your pizzazz and, and your, interesting uh, personality and music and sure all that stuff is great but at the end of the day if your first and foremost concern is not the people that you are teaching to then you probably shouldn't be doing what you're doing meaning your 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 concern is yourself exactly got it okay well i've never seen anything like that in doug so i think you've made a good choice i think so too <laughs> <laughs> all right okay so so there is no clearly defined resume well, there are some things like I, I can tell you there are things that you absolutely have to have in order before you can even be looked at. And this is by just about any company out there. So um, as I was telling you before we got going, prior to the birth of stages indoor cycling and the free motion bike, I was doing a lot of work um, with a company called SFR. Um, and this company is uh, run by Shannon Fable. And although the kind of the direction of that company has changed a little bit. Um, for the past six years, the whole purpose of the company was grooming people down certain paths in the fitness industry. So maybe you just wanted to be a fitness writer, or maybe you wanted to be a presenter, which we often got a lot of requests for. Or perhaps it was learning how to manage a successful group exercise program. So we would right, have... Well, let, let me, let me yeah. interrupt you real quick. But sure. when you say... Uh, a presenter, essentially what we're, the, the, a master instructor. Right. And what people, when, when they come to us and they say presenter, what they're thinking is, I want to be on the stage at these conferences doing what those people are doing. Right. Okay. That's, that's, often, that's often the case. But I think um, what most people don't realize is that that part of your job is not what pays the bills. Um, the conferences are strictly for exposure. Um, it's all the other things that you do that that make that job possible, um, financially for you. Uh, but you know, like, let's say someone chose that presenter or, you know, in my world, cause I don't really like the word presenter educator, 
they, they chose that education path. I mean, the first thing we would have them do is go through a checklist of items that they need to pull together. And some people might have a lot of those things ready to go and others might have none of them. And it might take them six months to a year to pull it all together. So everything from, you know, understanding what their core values are to having their CPR, having their certifications all current. I know that sounds kind of silly, but a primary certification needs to be current. And that that is for indoor cycling as well. And I, I know um, this gets complicated, but indoor cycling, for the most part, is not considered an actual certification. It is a certificate of participation or a specialty certificate. So in order for you to be considered a valid member of the exercise professional world as deemed by the NCAA, you need to have a primary certification. So that's either a current personal trainer certification through ACE, um, NASM, NSCA, one of those, um, or you need to have a current primary group exercise certification. And a lot of people go, yeah, but I don't need that or I had it a long time ago and it's expired and, and I don't care anymore. And, you know, they might not learn anything new from recertifying. But what I always say to that is, you know, if your doctor was told that he needed to do a certain number of continuing education things and decided not to because it wasn't worth his time. And even though he was an amazing doctor, wouldn't you be a little bit weirded out if that doctor wasn't current? Would you go see that person? And most exactly. people go, no way, no way, I'd never do that. Um, and, you know, doctors have a whole different set of standards, which are much uh, more regimented than ours are. Um, that's a whole nother topic right there, because ours is not well regulated. But that, to me, is the mark of a professional. Okay, great, you've gone the first step. And having a four-year degree in exercise science or exercise phys... Um, that counts towards that as well. But these are the companies that you have to offer continuing education credits through. Because that's why people come to you. As much as we'd like to think they always come to you because they want to further their education, oftentimes it's because they're panicked because their cert is about to expire. And they and need they need, C's. They need CECs. So you need, if you're going to represent those companies with continuing education credits, you probably should be certified through them, if that makes sense. So that's one. I mean, headshots, bio, resume, that kind of stuff, that's all considered part of a press kit and kind of standard in our industry. And so having that in order um, is a really good, good, solid first step. Okay. Then the second step as far as self-promotion, let's say someone's listening to this saying, you know, I'd really like to be a educator, presenter, master instructor. I, I have a primary certification of some sort. What would your recommendations be as far as you know putting yourself out there? I've found a lot of really good tidbits or like knowledge nuggets from um, a lot of just motivational self-improvement type speakers. And Brian Tracy is a good example. And actually, Shalene Johnson, she's an industry person as well, fitness industry person. They always say like, if, if you want to grow in your industry, you need to find the person that you think is doing it the best. So find the person in your industry that has it buttoned up and totally knows what's going on. And then you need to, and now I'm saying with air quotes, but you can't see, court that person. And usually that 
is done, you know, not you showing up to their house like a stalker and saying, hey, I'm here, teach me everything you know, let's go on a date. No, it's more like you need to look what that person's doing online, read their blog, like them on Facebook, like their blog, make comments on their blog, make it known that you're a presence and continually pop up into that person's world. Not in a crazy psycho way, but just in a I'm interested in you way. And I think more often than not, what people don't realize is that if you show and prove yourself to be the quality individual that you claim to be, more often than not, some kind of connection will happen. Whether that person that you're courting connects you to another individual or whether um, they themselves are like, you know what, I think there's some stuff that we could potentially do with you. And it's not going to happen overnight. I mean, it never does. Good things don't don't happen easily, I suppose. But but that that first step of just being involved and having a presence is huge. It's enormous. I I would never. Um, it's kind of like with musicians. Like no one's going to see you playing your instrument in a coffee shop and be like, "That person's amazing." Here's a record contract. It doesn't work that way. You have to do your groundwork and. You know, you've got to be in the field and making it known who you are. And so likewise, someone is not going to come to your indoor cycling class and go, yes, you, you're the one. It doesn't work that way. (laughs) You know, it did at the music, in the music industry in the early days, it did. But yes, those days are gone. Now those days are gone. Right. And and I think what you're speaking of is, you know, the incredible competitiveness. It's like there are a lot of good musicians. There are a lot of good instructors out there. Totally. Okay, so w- w- the path I, you know, that I don't know that it was, well, no, I, I, I dug it. You're going to have to correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, your contributions at IndoorCycleInstructor.com and ICI Pro weren't designed for self promotion, were they? Oh, no. No, I mean, I, you know, I stumbled upon ICI Pro, I think, through Pedal On and joined immediately and then started listening to podcasts and I had an idea and I basically sent you an email with the idea and that was, and you liked it and we did our first podcast. That was, it was pretty much just, I guess you could call it education. It was just something that had worked that I had done with instructors here and that, that was all there was to it. Interesting. But Cameron, that's not a bad path to take then though, is it? Oh, no, not at all. I mean, Doug's authenticity in terms of his intentions for what he's doing is a huge part of what makes him, you know, so fabulous. Um, well, plus, he's a tall, good-looking guy. Yeah, you know, Tell boys <laughs> boys in spandex. I'm sorry. You guys have it easier than us girls. So, um, <laughs> no, but really, Doug, I mean, Doug's a quality, quality instructor, and his core values align with ours. And I think that is another thing. Don't just go looking for the next job that's going to pay you money and, ooh, that crazy product, I can teach that. You know, it needs to be something that you stand behind. And as I'm sure all your listeners know, I mean, there's a lot of opportunities to align yourself with different indoor cycling programs, and they all stand for something different and unique. But if you don't fall in line with what they're doing and vice versa, it might not be a good fit for you. So that part is is important, too. But but with Doug, you know, and, and him deciding, I want to further myself and my path, that should just be... I mean, that should be a prerequisite in our industry anyways, um, but it's not. So um, I guess I'm preaching to the choir on this because obviously your listeners get that fact or they wouldn't have paid to be pro members or they wouldn't have paid to be participants of ICI Pro. 
But it's unfortunate in our industry that people will get their like initial certification or they'll go to their very first indoor cycling training. And then, you know, I'll talk to them and they'll say, I've been certified for 20 years. And I'll say, great, that's awesome. Congrats. When was the last time you did education? Uh, you know, refresh. Oh, I just did that first one. I'm good. I'm fine. Then, <laughs> sorry, you're about 20 years past due and you're well behind what's going on now in the industry. And this industry changes lightning fast. It's crazy how often things just take a total 180. And if you don't stay on top of it, um, you're going to get left behind in some fashion. So now you guys, or I should say, Doug, you have your your first gig with stages coming up this weekend. Yeah, for the most part. I think it's more, it'll be more of an observation than uh, training, but yes. Oh, so Cameron, you're not going to throw him up front and make him do it all by himself? Well, I might, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Doug's been through it, so he... He right. knows, you know, the flow of things, but really my first assignment to Doug. So Doug, I'll just tell you this right now. Um, Doug's first assignment is really going to be to start thinking about the material from the perspective of a presenter or an educator rather than from an observer that's soaking up information. And I actually think that's a really good first step is to get people to switch that mindset because the way you talk to a group of instructors is very, very different than the way you talk to a group of participants. Totally different. And that doesn't matter if you're teaching BOSU, STEP, indoor cycling, whatever, you, have, you name it. And the, the way you teach to a group of instructors requires a different language. It requires a lot more understanding and patience, lots of patience, <laughs> <laughs> because really this, this is going to sound terrible, but when you go to most trainings and I would say, you know, aside from this upcoming one, cause we know who we're going to, but oftentimes you go in and you have a lot of instructors with their arms crossed and they're not happy to be there because they were forced to be there. Or in many ways they go, well, I just want your job or I, they just have a strange image of you. So you kind of have to dig yourself out of a hole before you even started giving them education materials. And the first way to do that is to really just get them to know that you value their opinion highly, because I do, I value everybody that comes to our training. And I value the fact that they've given us their time to even be there. And it's my job to make sure that their expectations of the training and what happens in the training are the same. I imagine you get in positions where people are debating with you. Oh, yeah. So much you. fun. I could write a book about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, tragedy. Okay, but that's not going to happen this weekend. Because, nah. because you're going to a brand new studio yeah. that is run by a couple of ICI Pro members, uh, which are all the credentials that they need. Nancy and Frank Backety are uh, just doing the initial training for their new in-motion studio that sits kind of in the Long Island area. Yeah, I'm really psyched because, you know, Nancy and Frank were also people that we met at your most recent ICI Pro conference. Hey, a question then. Yeah. Did they buy their bikes or did they make their purchase decision based on being at your con at the conference and, and trying? I mean, I think you'll have to ask bikes? them. But from my conversations with Nancy, I would say yes. Cool. Um, you know, nice. both Nancy and Frank, they went to a lot of different sessions, I mean, A, to further their education, which is fantastic, but also to try 
bikes. So um, I know that she had been kind of on the fence about what bike to go with. And we're excited that she's seen the value in having these in her studio. So <laughs> thanks, John. Very cool. Well, I'm just because <laughs> you sponsored part of the conference and I just. Yeah. So I'm it hoping off, that right? you get so, you get some payoff at the end of it. All right. OK, so now this has gone much longer than than I prefer it to go. But uh, is there anything else the either of you need to add that uh, we've glossed over? I think it's just important if this is a path that you truly are sure that you want to go down and it aligns with your priorities. Um, then, you know, make it a point to hook yourself up with people that, you know, are already doing it successfully in the industry and in a way that you think matches your needs and, or you admire and, you know, ask them questions and they might charge you for it because, you know, their time is valuable. Um, but it would be a good investment and I think well worth, well worth your time because if, if it is, what you want to do, then just like anybody that's studying under a master, um, your time as the student is to be a sponge and absorb as much as you can and learn. And it can be done. And there's many people um, out in the industry now that have what they have and are doing what they are doing because of a mentor. And I'm a perfect example of that as well. You know, I didn't just fall into this by accident. I mean, I found somebody and that person and I are still really good friends. So it is how you get in this business. That's really the only way. Okay. So I'm going to guess that after this gets published, you're going to have a lot of Facebook <laughs> friends. <laughs> That's all good. I like Facebook probably way cool. too much. John, I, I, I imagine you're going to get a lot of emails, too. <laughs> oh, yes. No, that's okay. Yeah, no, I'm completely open. to Anybody listening to this, if you feel that you could make a contribution and that uh, would take a form of self-promotion, um, I'm all ears. So they can send me an email, john at indoorcycleinstructor.com. All right. Well, Cameron Chinati and Doug Rusho, I'm just so excited for you guys. And, Doug, I'm going to expect some kind of a follow-up email from you just to let me know how your training goes this weekend okay i can definitely do that cool all right well i want to thank you both for being on today it was fun having you thanks thanks john 